0: The scripture today comes from Luke in the fourth chapter, verse 1 through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, "'If you are the Son of God,' Command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will be all yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone." Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put your Lord, the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The word of God for the people of God. God. So it's going to be a little interesting today. The power is out at the parsonage, so I was not able to print my sermon, so I don't have a manuscript. Now, most pastors wouldn't find that to be a problem, but I find when I don't have a script, I wander. So we could be here for hours, or we'll be here for 30 seconds. It's really, we'll see how it goes. I also have a cold, so my brain is a little foggy. So we'll do our best, shall we? So last week, the... The scripture took us to the end of, towards the end of Jesus' ministry with the transfiguration. That's just how the liturgical year is set up. Uh, right before Lent, the lesson we learned before Lent is the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. So we jumped ahead towards the end of Jesus' ministry to learn about that. And then this week, being the first Sunday in Lent, we've actually gone back into time to right after Jesus' baptism. And the reason we do that is because as we enter these 40 days of lament, of repentance, of meditation, we are reminded that Jesus also spent 40 days coming to terms with some of the things that he had heard on that riverbank. Now, based on things that we know from the Gospels, it is, it is possible that Jesus knew that he was special before that time he had he'd always been a little bit intrigued by what was going on in the temple he'd always had this feeling but it but on that riverbank, he was hearing for the first time as those people were too, this is my son and in that moment, all of that the weight of that announcement came to him, and he needed to go and make sense of all of that. He needed to go out into the, into the wilderness to pray and to meditate on what exactly that meant, on what exactly that would mean not only for him but for all humanity. The 40 is an important number. It reflects not only the days in Lent, which is why we celebrate 40 days of Lent, minus Sundays, and I'll get to that point in a second, but it also reflects, it's important in the Bible, it's 40 years that the, the Jews wandered in the desert. It is 40 days that Moses fasted on the mountain. It's 40 days that Elijah kept himself in solitude. It's a very round, holy number. I don't know if you've ever noticed in Holy Scripture, but a lot of the numbers repeat themselves, 3, 7, 40, 12, these all kind of parallel every, each other. They're very important numbers. In today's scripture, as Jesus is finishing up his fasting and his time in contemplation, the devil has some tests for him. And in this particular situation, the devil is not particularly (coughs) evil, but kind of taking on the role of the prosecutor, of a a prosecuting attorney. The devil, and and the other name Satan, actually comes from the Hebrew word satan, which means accuser or questioner. And what the devil was trying to do was knock him a little bit off of his keel. Nothing that he was asking Jesus to do was inherently evil, but he was trying to distract from the focus of God. In the context, it would not be so bad to create bread out of stones to help heal Jesus' hunger and also the hunger of people who had been victimized by famine and things of that nature, but how Jesus responds is that man cannot live on bread alone. It is insufficient for, for a life, meaning that God has to be the number one in your life. As the tests continued, he took Jesus, he gave Jesus an instantaneous vision of all the kingdoms of the world this could all be yours. All you have to do is worship me. And Jesus remembers his his Hebrew scriptures and his and his learning. There is no one above God. Love no one but God. And the third. Surely the angels will protect you wouldn't it would all doubt would be erased no one would question who you are if you were to jump from this pinnacle and the angels of god protect you no one could ever doubt who you are you shall not put the lord your god to the test all of these things interestingly enough are things that jesus went on to do he did feed the multitude he did gain authority over all kingdoms through his sacrifice and he was saved, and he was. Um, the angels did come to his rescue in a, in a few instances, and they and they sat at his at the side of him um, in the in the tomb towards the end of East, at Easter. But all of these things he did in the accord of God, in God's time, with God at the helm. He did not do them for instantaneous, instant gratification. He did not do them at the whim of the devil. He did them in God's time. He did them with God ruling. There's a movie that came out several years ago that um, is one of my favorites called The Usual Suspects. I don't know if any of you have seen that. There's a line in it that says... The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he doesn't exist. And what that means is often when we think we are doing something right, doing something to help, we might be taking God out of the equation in order to do it. And that's where the trouble lies. As I mentioned, Jesus did all the things that he was tested on. Through his ministry, he fed the multitude, became the one we look to, became the sacrifice to save all of humanity. But he did it on his terms, the terms of God. He did it with the glorification of God and the grace and mercy of God at the forefront. That becomes the difference between the 40 days in the wilderness and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Unless God is at the forefront of everything that we do, We are not truly serving God. It's hard to know sometimes whether what we're doing is something we want or what God wants. I know I struggle with that a lot. It seems like it's right, so surely it must be. But I have to stop and think who is being helped immediately? Am I being helped immediately, or are God's people and God's creation being helped immediately? in this season of Lent, many of us may find ourselves in the wilderness, not unlike the one that Jesus faced. Not only are we in meditation of the word on the Word of God, but many of us may literally be in the wilderness, of dealing with the revelation of something in our lives that we were not expecting. Perhaps something has happened that you need to come to terms with. During that time and during this season, remember that the Savior of all needed to take some time for prayer and discernment as well. Even the Son of God needed time to get his head on, on straight and around some pretty heavy information. Lent, as I mentioned earlier, is 40 days minus Sundays. And that is because each Sunday is a mini Easter. And each Sunday we remember and honor the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it is to be a celebration. So, in those 40 days of lament and repentance and being a little bit on the quieter side, Sundays are meant to be filled with joy, with praise, with admiration. And if you want to be technical, if you gave something up for Lent, you can have it on Sundays. I'm just saying. Or if you decided to take something on, you don't have to do it on Sunday. <sighs> We're all going out for ice cream later. That's what that, that's what that means. <laughs> when we are tempted with the ways of the world, we remember the response that Christ responded. Without God, none of it matters. All the glory of the world means nothing if we do not have God, if we do not look to God. No amount of food or wealth or power means anything if we've turned our backs on God. That's all I have to say apparently. (laughs) I sat in the car and put some notes in my phone while I was charging it last night. This is ridiculous. I think is fun. Moral of the story. <laughs> Why don't you guys tell me what the moral of the story is? Let me make sure you're listening to my convoluted mess. God first. God first. <laughs> Apparently, yeah telling you anyway remember that in Jesus baptism John came out of the wilderness to baptize him and Jesus went into the wilderness to deal with that information. We are in the wilderness in these 40 days. we are remembering that baptism, we're remembering our own baptism. Lent is a reminder that we are a darn mess and we need the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And as we prepare for Easter through this through these 40 days minus Sundays, let us remember that it's all for God. It's all for Jesus and only through Jesus. Amen.